This episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. It is early morning in between Thursday, September 30th, Friday, October 1st. Lots of awesomeness going on. So much going on. Golf regionals kicked off. So many awesomeness to relay to you. However, Time Crunch is going on right now. We have two awesome interviews, chats. Did I say the word awesome? Because these are awesome. We have Ellie Jones, a sophomore at Amboy. She does everything for Amboy Lamoyle Co-op. We talked to her in between last season, which was her freshman year, and this year, which is her sophomore year. A lot of really cool things going on with her. She's a jack of all trades, and she's really, really young. Only room to improve. She talks about all that. Then, on Thursday, the Mendota Boys soccer team played their second-to-last regular season match of the season against Kiwani. They won 6-1, and we spoke to Yahir Diaz, senior superstar for the Trojans, afterwards. Let him get home, relaxed after a game, a match, and then he spoke to us about everything going on with the boys soccer team and himself. We have a lot of shout outs, a lot of accomplishments to go over. We're going to wait for that for the next show, which should be out later Friday. Lots of football stuff to discuss as we are going into week six. Have four interviews for that one. I'm going to keep it quiet, though. I'm not going to tell you who because all four of them are amazing. So we're going to give you the advertisements and then get to the great chats with Ellie Jones and Yahir Diaz for your enjoyment. Great chats, both great kids. Looking forward to speaking with them again as many times as possible. And I, being Brandon Lachance, your host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, this is episode 205. Have to give a big shout out to Shimmer Mendota Ford. Contact them for everything you need, vehicle oriented. They're great. They're great at everything that they do. You can check out the many options on the lot. Mendota Ford is just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out the website, www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. Sister slinging codes and saving you loads. It's not easy to shop nowadays. Store shopping is non-existent or it's a chore to get to a store. No worries. Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads will help you. They can help find anything that you want, give you a code, make it a little cheaper so it's easy and cheap. Who doesn't love that? Follow the Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads Facebook page to save you money and easily find all the items you're looking for or even the items that catch the eye. Any additional questions? Send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. Being September, that's a fantastic time to go watch some cross country or some tennis or some soccer or some football or some baseball. MLB playoffs right around the corner, starting very, very, very soon. Super pumped up about that. It's also a great time to make renovations on your home. Olson Construction can literally do everything that you need help with to renovate, make your home look amazing. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982.
Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. You look at your car, think it's a little dirty, time for a little cleaning because you want it to stay fresh, smell good, look good. Call Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, a manicure. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, manicure, and a freshening up of your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or even send them an email, mikesproshop204 at gmail.com. Congratulations to all the teams and kids, boys and girls that made it out of Golf Regionals on Monday. We will have all of those and some guests the next episode. Such a fantastic time. Such a fantastic time. We're going to let you go. Super short intro. Can't hold on anymore from Ellie and Yahir. Until next time. Peace. I don't know about you, but when I was a freshman, I don't think I was doing much of anything. May have been, you know, trying to play some football. Was definitely trying to play some basketball. But I was not an elite athlete, and not a lot of us are. My guest today, as a freshman for Amboy, part of the Amboy Lamoille Ohio Co-op, she did it all. She played four sports, won some medals, and had a great freshman year. I am talking about Ellie Jones. Ellie, what is going on? Not much. (laughs) Are you enjoying your summer? Yeah, it's been great. Is it going by really fast because it feels like it's fast? Yeah, it's going by really fast. Do you want to hit the rewind button? Uh, definitely. I yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to go back to school. Not yet. <laughs> right. Maybe we can uh, start a petition and say we're not going back to school until October. Yeah, get a longer summer. That sounds great. Perfect. But <laughs> if you did that, then you wouldn't be able to play as many sports as you just did. Right. Yeah, that would be the only downside of it. I mean, as a freshman, what made you want to play four sports, put your heart and soul in everything? Obviously, you got a work ethic that is pretty crazy awesome, and you followed the whole year just doing amazing things. What in your mind was like, hey, I'm doing all this, and I'm going to love it? I mean, I just love always being busy, I guess. Working hard, I don't know. It just like makes me feel good about myself, I guess. And I was a gymnast for about nine years. So I think that really like set me up for the athletic career, I guess. Because your body's flexible and you can do whatever you want? (laughs) Basically. Not as flexible anymore, though. (laughs) So you did gymnastics for nine years? Yeah, when I was younger. What were some of your gymnastic events that you were really good at? Um, I really liked the beam. I was good at the beam. Since you love gymnastics and you were awesome at the beam, have you been watching the Olympics, the women's gymnastic team, taking home the silver medal? I have. It's crazy what they can do. I was definitely not as advanced as them, but, yeah, it's crazy what they can do. Are you sure you weren't as advanced as them? I'm pretty sure. I definitely was not at that level. (laughs) All those Olympic athletes are super crazy. And what gets me is, so I'm 35 years old, and watching them at 13, 14, 15, 16, kind of up to like 21, 22, and just killing everything, like best things you've ever seen in sports. Yeah. 
But you were kind of that person for Amboy this year. I mean, let's start off with cross country. I mean, it's your freshman cross country year. You were Amboy Lamoille's number two runner and coach Michael Robinson raved about you all year and you did a fantastic job. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect going into cross country. I've never really run long distance before, so it was definitely a learning curve, I would say. What were some of the things you learned? I learned how hard it was, honestly. I didn't expect it to be, like, so tough, I would say. I mean, I didn't really realize how much we actually had to run and how much you had to, like, push your body. So it was definitely good for me. It definitely got me prepared for high school sports, I would say. So starting off with cross country was a good stepping stone to let you know, like, hey, it's not easy anymore. Like, I got to put some work in. Definitely. A hundred percent. Talk about Coach Mike Robinson. Uh, we've had plenty of Amboy, Lamoille, Ohio athletes on this podcast talking about being in the cross country and track programs. And Michael Robinson seems to know how to get the best out of his athletes. Yeah, he's great. I mean, his support is amazing. I He's a great coach. Is there anything personally that he's helped you with? Um, Definitely. Like, he's just always there for supporting each and every one of us, which is really great because cross-country and track, it's so mental. So when you have that person there for you, it really means a lot. Is it tough as a freshman, especially cross-country? You're, you know, halfway through the race, you're kind of dying, you can't breathe, but you know you got to keep going, pushing yourself. How as a freshman, I mean, you're 14 years old, what are you saying to yourself to keep moving, to keep going? Yeah, it's really tough. I just tell myself, like, hey, you're halfway done, like, you've gone this far, why quit now? Like, this is making you so much stronger, and I just try to keep pushing myself as hard as I can. Awesome. That's very cool to hear. I like that determination factor. (laughs) We did have an IHSA state tournament or kind of like meets, went a little further. I know there was a sectional and a state championship meet. How far did you get in this mass kind of confusion as we try to get a, a state tournament in? We made it to regionals and then... Me and my cousin, Lauren Althaus, we made it to sectionals. And Lauren was the number one runner, and you were the number two runner. Right. And Lauren is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. She was on here before. So how was it running with, you know, family? If she's the number one, you're the number two. You guys are really family. You're related. And, you know, you're doing the sport together and pushing each other. Yeah, it was really great having her, like, by my side. It was amazing. She always pushed me to do better, and I was like, I got to stick with my cousin. Like, I can't let her get too far ahead. So it was great running with her. And she's a couple years older than you, right? Is she a junior, now a senior? Yeah, going to be a senior. I also, um, my brother was on the boys' team. So I kind of had, he's also going to be a senior. He kind of pushed me to go faster. He'd be like, hey, let's go for a run. And I'm like, I don't really want to, but I can't let my brother one-up me, so I have to. (laughs) I can't have the brother one-up you ever. Right. (laughs) And he can beat me up later. I know I've said his name on this podcast. I've talked to Michael Robinson about him before. What is your brother's first name? Andrew. I knew it was an A. I was going to say Adam. So I didn't say it. I don't want him to beat me up. So it's Andrew Jones. He pushes you as well. Right, absolutely. 
So that has to be a fantastic feeling as a freshman runner to have these relatives who are older and more experienced and you can run with them and try to learn the tricks of the trade. Right. It's great. I just feel like somebody's always there for me and that's like a special feeling to me. And it probably helps with your endurance level because as you're pushing yourself, you're trying to keep up with them. So your body yeah. is feeling it too. Yeah, because I don't want to lose to my family, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're competitive. It's great. Absolutely. So after cross country, we went into basketball. Basketball is a freshman playing varsity. That had to be crazy. It was crazy. And the uh, girls that already graduated, they were seniors last year. They're a great group of girls. They're really good. Did they make you feel involved and like help you become a better player? Yeah, definitely. If one of us was struggling, they would like, kind of pull us aside and try to give us tips on how to be better, and it just really felt like a big family. It was really special. And, of course, we're talking about the awesome Amboy teams, coached by Mike McCracken, and you guys had stars all over. We had Mallory Powers and Abby Payne and Gabby Jones. Are you related to her? I'm not. Two different Jones families? Yeah. <laughs> So what do they call you on the team, Jones and Jones, or Jones, did everybody think you were related? Um, a few years ago, yeah, people thought we were related, and Gabby would tell everyone, she's like, no, we're not related, different Joneses. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. But back to my point here, stars all over the place, they're on all state teams, and all conference teams, and all these other things, and... You're a part of that. I mean, that had to be awesome to watch them, play against them in practice, and grow as a player. Yeah, it was definitely amazing. I I learned a lot. It was a great experience. Did you try to pick their brain and ask them questions, or were you just the uh, observant, watching type of kind of learner, we should say? Definitely. I would, if they saw me struggling, they would pull me aside and give me tips, and I'd ask them questions like, Hey, what do you do right here? Like, they were very helpful. A great group of girls. What are the plans next year? I mean, that was a crazy senior class. And now, you know, other people are going to be asked to step up. Do you think that Amboy has the girls and talent to still be as, as good as you have been in the last couple of years? Right. Well, we do have talent still. I would definitely say we have, like, Olivia Dingus. She's going to be a senior. And a few other seniors, Hayden Zimmerle and Olivia Miller. I hope they step up. I'm sure they will. They definitely have the skills to do it. So, looking forward to that. I don't know. I wouldn't trade it for the world, honestly. Those group of girls are going to be missed. They were great. Awesome. And I bet you they're saying the same thing about the underclassmen, too. Because it just seemed like everybody fit real well together. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier, it it was a family, for sure. So then you go from one ball, putting a ball in a net, to trying to put a ball over the net in volleyball. How was that transition, especially COVID-19? The sports were pretty much condensed together. There was an overlap, things of that nature. How did you as a freshman flow from sport to sport to sport going into volleyball? It was definitely crazy, but everyone was going through the same thing. So we all just kind of did it together and made the most of it. Talk about your freshman volleyball season. I mean, volleyball to me, 
as a, a younger kid, as an underclassman, probably would be intimidating. I mean, there's a lot of tall middle blockers and, you know, the setters are always really talented and doing everything. And you're like, how do they do these things? As a freshman, did you have that in your mind or you were like, hey, I'm getting in here? No, absolutely. It was definitely intimidating seeing those tall girls and they would just spike the ball right down at the 10 foot line. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Were you the player that got out of the way or did you try to, you know, make a play? I definitely tried to make a play. I'm always pushing myself to surprise everybody, I guess. What position did you play? Well, for the junior varsity team, I was the setter. And then I did play a little bit of varsity, not much, and I just played the back row for one of our tall girls. Okay, perfect. Actually, let's go back to basketball real quick. Were you a guard for basketball? Yeah, I was a guard. And you did play varsity and junior varsity, or just varsity? I did play all the games for junior varsity, and then varsity, I would go in a little bit. I definitely didn't play much because our girls were so talented. But I got in a little bit. There you go. Hey, that's a good start. Yeah. If you're already getting minutes with that talented senior class, that means Mike McCracken's got some faith in you. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, back to volleyball. I couldn't imagine those six, six-foot-two blockers just slamming stuff at you. I couldn't even imagine it. Even as an old man, I wouldn't want that to happen. Right, it's crazy. I definitely was scared a few times. Was it weird playing basketball and volleyball knowing that there wasn't going to be a state tournament? There wasn't going to be you know, anything extra really except maybe a conference championship and maybe a conference tournament? It was definitely really weird. We were all really disappointed with basketball because we could have gone far because of the group of girls we had. So we were all kind of bummed out about that, but we tried to make the most of it. Especially after those Eastland games. I know after those Eastland games against the rival where you guys split, you wanted a third one. Yeah. Absolutely. I heard it in your voice. You're like chomping your teeth like you're, you wanted them <laughs> bad. Yeah. So then we move on from volleyball to track and field. Three medals go to state in four events. What were the events that you medaled in? I medaled in um, the 100 hurdles, 300 hurdles, and triple jump. So you can jump? A little bit. <laughs> can you dunk yet? I can't. I'm a little too short for that. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm 5'5". Five five. I like to say I'm 5'6", but I'm 5'5". Five five. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> At Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we'll exaggerate. You can be 5'8 if you want to. Oh, perfect. I would love that. <laughs> Do you feel a growth spurt coming on? I sure hope so. I'm hoping for one. <laughs> so what was it about track that, you know, made you excel, that pushed you to get to a level as a freshman that, you know, not a lot of people can get to? Right. Well, I've always loved track, and last year I really got into it more, and so I actually went to a trainer at Westwood and I worked really hard with him and I think that's why I am where I am right now. So you put in some extra extra work for track so you could get to where you're at? Yeah definitely. Perfect. Do you like being more of a jumper than a runner or doing anything else in track that's what you wanted to do was be a jumper? 
Uh, yeah, probably. The running events, I mean, I like them, but it's definitely a lot more exciting when you have, like, a hurdle in front of you or you have to jump in the sand. The destination is cooler? Yeah. <laughs> so you medaled in both hurdles events and the triple jump. Which was the event that you made it to state but didn't medal? Long jump. Long jump. Gotcha. Yeah. What happened in long jump? You're just a little short, right? Yeah. I don't know. Long jump, it's kind of frustrating, not going to lie. I was jumping farther in the beginning of the year than the end of the year. So that was a little frustrating, but I think it was just all in my head. And we're definitely going to work on it a lot more this year. You got to tell me about the feeling, the excitement level of collecting those medals, standing on a podium, and getting three of them. Well, actually, I was really disappointed this year. We didn't get to stand on the podium. We just got them in a little packet at the end of the meet, which was really disappointing. I was looking forward to standing on the podium, but because of COVID, we weren't allowed to do that this year. So they gave you, like, a little metal gift bag? Yeah. Me and Coach Rob, we went, at the end of the meet, we went to a little window, and they're like, here's your medals. We're like, oh, perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that kind of took away a little bit from it, didn't it? Yeah. It was definitely a little disappointing, but I'm still really happy about the whole thing. Definitely. Does that kind of push you to, you know, want to perform better and be better so then, you know, next time around you can get a better medal or, you know, another medal and actually have the full feeling, the full experience of a state track meet? Definitely. I'm really looking forward to next year. I hope it's normal. I hope it's normal, too. I'm sick of all this COVID-19 stuff. Yeah, me too. I don't think we've had an Edge of Your Seat podcast that not mention COVID-19 in probably about a year and a half. Yeah, it's definitely affected all of us. How did it affect you and school? If I remember right, Amboy never didn't go to class. You guys went to class the whole year, right? Yeah, we did. But I actually got sent home a few times during cross country, and I missed a few meets because I was in close contact with people who had COVID. So I had to miss a few meets, which was disappointing. So COVID hit home hard because you had to go home. Yeah, and for basketball, all of the basketball girls, we actually stayed home a little bit so that we wouldn't get the team quarantined so that we could still play. So you sacrificed going to school so you could play basketball? Yeah. I mean, I would have done it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because basketball is life, man. Right. <laughs> so after we broke down all four sports that you were involved in, what three do you think you're going to do if we return to normal? Because really the only reason you were able to do four is because of how they were spread out. You know, volleyball would have been at the same time as cross country. So moving forward, which sports are you going to participate in? Well, actually, I think I'm still going to do all four, which is kind of crazy, but I'm going to try my best. So volleyball and cross country will be at the same time. I'm only going to play varsity games for volleyball, and then I'm going to try and make as many cross-country meets as I can. Gotcha. So they've already promoted you to varsity volleyball. Yeah. So there is no freshman, sophomore games? No, there will be. I just won't be playing with them. So there won't be any more freshman, sophomore volleyball games for Ellie Jones? Right. Look at you, big dog. <laughs> 
So you're still going to do all four. You're like, hey, it doesn't matter if it's a normal year. I'm going to push myself to do two sports at the same time. Right. I'm excited to see how it'll go. If it gets to be too much or you don't think you can do it, which sport do you think you would drop first? Probably cross country just because I've already made like a commitment with the volleyball team. And volleyball is definitely more of a team sport. So I wouldn't want to let down my team. That was a great answer for... A freshman about to be a sophomore. <laughs> Thanks. Heading into your sophomore year, what are some things this summer that you've worked on or things that you know you've needed to polish on as an overall athlete? Well, I played travel basketball this summer, so I've been working on basketball a lot. And I've been trying to go on as many runs as I can just to stay in and stuff like that. Perfect. So you've still been working. You're like, hey, I'm not taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ellie, every single episode of Edge of Your Seat podcast, we have our guest play a game. You and I are going to play some hot potato, toss a potato around. You ready for this? I'm so ready. I'm guessing you can catch. Uh, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Pizza. You like sausage or pepperoni? Sausage. Tacos. Chicken, beef, or steak? Beef, all the way. <laughs> We're going to get a sub sandwich. Are we going to Jimmy John's or Subway? Subway. Jimmy John's bread doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Subway soup, because I love Subway soups. The chicken and broccoli or chicken noodle? Chicken noodle. <laughs> I mean, we got to have something to drink with all this food talk. Coke or Pepsi? Right. Um, Coke, probably. Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. Regular water, no flavor, or flavored water? Um, flavored water. Flavored water, grape or strawberry? Oh, uh, strawberry. Was that a tough one? It was kind of a tough one. <laughs> You're going to the movies with some friends. Would you rather see Fast and Furious 9 Space Jam, A New Legacy. Space Jam, definitely. Have you seen it yet? No, but I want to. I heard it's really good. You better round up your friends and go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Doritos, nacho cheese, or the Cooler Ranch ones? Nacho cheese. Because it's nacho cheese. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love some board games. Monopoly or Sorry. Probably Monopoly. And, I mean, we're in 2021, so there's video games everywhere. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox, just because my brother has an Xbox. Do you play with him? I try to. Sometimes he won't let me. <laughs> I mean, that's what brothers do, right? Yeah. <laughs> they can't be too nice. No, no, that's not cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Ellie... It was awesome getting to know you, speak with you after a fantastic freshman year, heading into what seems like is going to be a great sophomore year for you. Appreciate you sharing all of your fond memories and stories about your you know, freshman year with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. On Tuesday, Edge of Your Seat Podcast was in Mendota, catching some boy soccer action, watching the Trojans defeat Dixon 7-0.
And man, they're crazy awesome. 17 and 0 after that game. Had another game today, being Thursday, September 30th. Waited for him to return from Kiwani after a 6-1 victory over the Boilermakers. Had to have senior Yahir Diaz, superstar from Mendota Soccer. Yahir, you have been tearing it up this season. Uh, I just want to start off by saying thank you for having me. Uh, the season has been amazing so far. Yeah, we only conceded three goals. And honestly, this is probably the best team Mendota has ever had. And I'm really, like, thankful to be a part of it. I'm going to say from the get-go, I love your humbleness, man. I love it. Your team is some beasts, and everybody in Mendota and the surrounding area knows it. So being humble and being that good, that's a special skill that you have there. Thank you. Uh, I, I just always try to be humble. And, like, yeah, obviously I like the awards and everything. But, like, I always like to think that way. We got postseason to go, so hopefully we can make some school history. Definitely. So tonight's win, 6-1 over Kiwani. Now 18-0 on the season. I don't think any Mendota boys soccer team has ever done that. Pretty sure we're the first. Still got Rochelle next Thursday, so hopefully we can end the season 19-0. Positive note with the postseason. What would that mean to you and this team, Coach Nick Myers, for you guys to end the regular season undefeated at 19-0? It would mean a lot. No other team has ever done that, so it would be in the history books, at least for a very long time. So it would be a dream come true. So we still have to take care of business in the playoffs. Because so. you are not in an easy sectional. You're in the Serena sectional, I believe. Yep, it's going to be tough, so we need to be 100% focused and locked in every game. Let's talk about this team. I mean, there is a lot of an amazing players on this team. You guys are very, very, very fast. You're aggressive, and every single player has awesome footwork, can dribble the ball in circles around anybody. It is amazing to see one person do that, let alone like seven, eight on the same team. What has made this phenomenon of soccer in Mendota possible for this team to be this good? I think what What's made us so good throughout the years is obviously May soccer. A lot of us play travel year-round, so as soon as we're done with high school, we go play travel. And, yeah, we just, like, keep getting after it. We play indoor, too. My little brother's class is going to be just as good, too, so hopefully they can keep going. What's your brother's name? Uh, Isaac. How old is he? Uh, he's 12, I believe. Yeah, 12. Oh, so you're talking young kids. So you, we got a couple yeah. more years to see them. Yeah. Okay, okay. And you think they're just as good as you? They have a lot of potential. I don't know about just as good, but uh, keeping the on the map. I like that, too. Like, you got the humbleness, but you're like, nah, I don't know about just as good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're pretty good this year. I'm confident going into the playoffs. How long has this group been together and been playing high school travel ball all the other different kinds of soccer that you guys have been playing how long has this been going on for this group i know most of our guys like i remember since indoor at least we were on the same team and i was probably around like i want to say eight or nine eight eight, nine years old so yeah we were playing indoor since then and we know each other like very well to, to perfection almost so it's almost like you're playing kind of with family almost yeah, they're pretty much like family. 
I don't even want to imagine the end of the season because it'll be sad. That's why we're trying to make history, make the most of it out of, our, out of my last season, at least. So you're like, I want to play to the state championship game because I don't want to stop playing with these dudes. Yeah, I, I, can, I can genuinely say we have, we have a good chance. But we have to take, take game by game Move from there. So through this season, like you said, you've only given up three goals, and you guys have scored a ton. Yeah. What has kept you guys, like, level-headed and, you know, come into the season or each game with that mentality that, like, hey, we have to look at each match per match, not get ahead of ourselves, and not underestimate the opponent? I'm telling you, it grew from last last season in the fall. We came in um, underestimating teams and letting them score when we knew we could do better. And this season we made a couple, like, adjustments in the back. Honestly, we didn't, like... Uh, lockdown ever since. Couldn't be prouder of our back line. It's also got to be a good feeling. The way that you guys play, your offense is so aggressive and you guys have the ball, time of possession, pretty much for most of the game. When you were playing Dixon, I think Dixon had it at your goal maybe five minutes of the whole match and shot at the goal twice, where you guys have the ball towards the other goal pretty much the entire time. That's got to be cool for your defense and your goalie to make sure that, you know, keeping it out of their reaches. Yeah, our offense really, like, helps out our our defense midfield and keeper because we're just, like, pass, pass the ball around, which really perfectly. And honestly, our offense is probably just as loaded as our defense, so really don't struggle in any area. I'm sure. And those two stops that I saw from goalie Manny Chahil, I was kind of impressed. He's He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's another player I've been playing with for a very long time, and he's gotten a whole lot better since, since then. He's, really, he's a really good keeper. Definitely. Let's talk about what you've been able to do this season and in your career. So with your goal tonight against Kiwani, you had 38 on the season. That's too shy of the record holder, Dan Angulo, has 40. You have 17 assists on the season. You had four against Kiwani tonight. So not only do you know how to score, but you'll pass as well. Uh, yeah. It's actually pretty amazing that I'm, I'm posting that record too. But like you said, I, I don't like being selfish. So I like to get my teammates involved just as much as scoring. I love getting them goals just as much as getting my own. That's fantastic. I don't have a record on your assist, but you do have the Mendota record for the most assists in a career. And with your goal tonight, that's 107 goals in your career, which is a record as well. I think you took the record in like the 70s, 75 or 78, something like that. And you have not stopped. It's got to be cool, you know, having the ability to score, having the ability to pass, knowing the defenses want to lock you down you're still a massive, massive part of Mendota, and you make everybody else better around you. So it's got to feel good every time you're on the field. Yeah, I often get, like, double team, almost triple team sometimes, but that's why I tell my teammates they have to step up and be ready when I have the ball so they can help me out and be in the right, right spot the right time and score make it easy. Does it ever get frustrating being triple team, double teamed, or you're like, hey... A, this is them showing me respect because they know I can play, and B, I have the opportunity to get my guys some more looks. 
Yeah, I guess it does get frustrating because you beat a guy and then right away you have another guy on you. But it's true, like, you get other guys involved, the other team isn't worrying about them as much, so it makes it harder and easier at the same time, I guess. What's also cool about this team is we've mentioned your records, things that you've been able to do in your career, but Mendota as a team, in the match on Tuesday against Dixon, scored 113 goals on the season. So now adding six to Kiwani, that's 119. That's a record. The most goals ever scored in a season by a Trojan soccer team, and you guys own it. It's got to be you know, amazing for you, amazing for the team to realize what you guys have been able to do. Season's not over yet. Do have a postseason. But just talk about, you know, setting that record, breaking that record, 113 goals, and what that meant for you and your team and what you guys discussed after it happened. Uh, The record is something to be proud of, and I think we're all proud of it. But you can't get, like, too too, um, excited about it because... You know, the next team you play is going to want to punch in goals on you. And yeah, we got the record, but uh, the postseason is still, still coming and we need to be ready for every team. But every team's going to want to be us since we're undefeated. So it sounds like, hey, this is cool. We got a record here. You know, we did this, and that's cool, and I'm glad we did it. But at the same time, like, hey, me, my teammates, we want to win some hardware, whether it's a regional, sectional, State championship. You want to win some hardware. That's the number one goal. Yeah, that's been the number one goal since the start of the season. We knew from the start we were a very solid team. But we didn't think we'd go undefeated, obviously, but we knew we had a good shot at Well, our goal has always been winning a section on the first, first school history. We just got to focus on our last game at Rochelle and get ready for postseason. Never won a sectional. Been to the sectional twice. Once was when Nick Myers, Coach Nick Myers, was a senior. Mm-hmm. And then the last time was three seasons ago. Were you on that team? Yeah, I was a freshman that, that season. So, yeah, I was part of that team. Played very well. So now your goal is like, hey, we need to get to a sectional and not only be there, but let's win this one. Yeah, really stuck not to get a postseason last season, but. I think this is, this is the year we got to do it. Make this last season uh, worth it. And we're not, we're not going to go 19 0 for nothing. So hopefully, hopefully we can. I know, I know our guys are going to give their all, so really hope it happens. Definitely. I mentioned Coach Nick Myers a couple times. What does he mean to the team? I know him personally. We went to school together. We're in the same class at Mendota High School. I know how much this team means to him and what soccer means to him. What does he mean to you? He's a great, great coach, great person. He genuinely cares about the team and wants to make us better. And hopefully we make him proud. And I know he always talks about he wants to get that sectional. And hopefully, yeah, we can make it happy for him. Be amazing. How has Coach Myers helped your game personally? He's helped me because... He's hard on me at times because he knows he knows I can do better. Pushes me, and I like that because sometimes I know I, I can do better. And when he pushes me to be better, that's how I know I can do more in the field and impact the game more. Have you ever played soccer against Coach? Uh, like at practice? Or? Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's, not, he's not the greatest. <laughs> 
<laughs> are, are you calling him old and out of shape? Yeah, he's, he said he's coming out of retirement for the end of the season, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yep. He'll take it like a champ, though. He's a good guy. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Do you play any other sports at Mendota or just soccer? Uh, just soccer, yeah. That's your number one sport? You don't even want to play anything else? Uh, I used to play basketball, but I wasn't that good at it, so I just stick to soccer. Gotcha. This being your senior year, do you have any aspirations to play college ball? Uh, college soccer. Yeah, I said college ball, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I plan on playing college. I hope to play for NIU. It's close to home, but whatever college is interesting me, I'm planning on playing at least D2, getting some uh, colleges come look at me. Okay. Have you had any reach outs or anybody's said anything to you from any colleges yet? Uh, NIU, I know it has. They contacted a coach and Purdue Fort Wayne also contacted him. Do you have any dream school? Like, hey, I would really like to play there if they reach out to me. NAU is probably my dream school. I know they're a good team right now, and they're really competitive. And like I said, they're close to home, so yeah, I'd love to play for them. So you want to be a Husky? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good stuff, man. I definitely hope that works out, and if it does, I'm going to buy a ticket. I'm going to come <laughs> check you out. Thank you. All right, y'all here. Every single guest on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we have play a game. You told me that you are a huge basketball NBA guy. Me too. So we're going to play a little bit of rank them. I'm going to give you six names. You give me your top number one to number six, and you can do it in any order. If you want to do one, your best, to the least, or least to best, that is your choice. I'll give you the six names, and we'll go from there, okay? All right. Sounds good. We got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Never know if I say that name right, but I try my best. <laughs> Close enough. All right. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Zach Levine, Devin Booker. All right, we can go uh, best, best to worst. Uh, I think, are we talking like currently? Yes. Into this season, when we're watching basketball, and you're like, man, this guy's playing, but uh, you know, I'd rather watch him because I like him more. Let's let's do it that way. Number one, I probably have to go to KD. I think he's past LeBron. LeBron's getting a little older. Number two, I'd probably have LeBron, obviously, right after KD. Three, three's between Giannis and Curry. Probably have to go Giannis, and then Curry right after. Fifth, you know, he's my favorite player. Yeah, Levine. Looking at these names, I kind of felt bad for Booker and Levine because in the atmosphere of NBA gods, they're nowhere close to the other four. But, you know, I had to throw in some different names, you know? Yeah, you can't really compare to those other guys. No doubt. Levine being your best player, are you a Bulls fan? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Bulls fan since, like, the 2016-2017 season. They had, like, Rondo, Wade, Butler. Okay, okay. What do you think about this team? Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Vucevic. There's a lot of stars on this team now. We're pretty stacked. We should definitely 
yeah, like a top five seed for sure. Because I know the East is getting a little bit harder, and that's the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat. So yeah, you got, you got, I'd probably say top five, top five, top six for sure. That's where I'd put them. I don't think they could beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. I think they could beat the Heat. I think they could beat the Sixers because all they have is Embiid. Yeah. I'm glad we said his name at the same time. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't know about the Boston Celtics. And I don't think they're very good. They just have Tatum, Brown. They haven't been very good lately. Tatum is a beast, though. Yeah, he's a superstar for sure. I don't think I could pick the Bulls over the Nets in a seven-game series either. Yeah, I think that one's one's pretty obvious. They got way too many many guys, superstars. KD, Kyrie, Blake, they're just loaded. I mean, if Kevin Durant's toe was a half an inch behind the three-point line... The Nets are going to the Eastern Conference Finals and not Giannis in the Bucks. Yeah, that's actually that's actually crazy. I remember watching the game. I was, I was at a, a soccer tournament in the Washington game. Still barely stepped over the line. You'll never forget that. You'll never forget where you were at watching that because that was a crazy <laughs> moment. You were like, oh my gosh, his big toe is just over the line. Yeah, it was crazy. Even like the shot that he took like fading away. I actually couldn't believe it. It was crazy. Definitely crazy. Well, Yah here. Thank you very much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, especially after a game, Kiwani 6-1 victory on Thursday. Been playing a lot of tough games. Been playing awesome. Mendota's been awesome. So thank you for sharing that with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Uh, I want to say thank you. Thank you to you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here.